My name's Sanyo, and you're watching Loki MTL. Um, <laughs> I actually, um, funny story behind that. I didn't know how to uh, pronounce my name as a, as a child growing up. I would always say Nisanyo because I couldn't pronounce it. And uh, that just somehow converted it into Sanyo. And then my whole family just called me it from a, from a very young age. It's still like my nickname amongst the family to this day. So when I was trying to come up with a DJ name, it was like the first name that came to my mind right away. I was like, hmm, what kind of DJ producer name should I have? Sanyo, right away. I was like, nah, that works. So like Sanyo is in like... Were you relating it to the old, like, uh, like the Japanese brand? Nah. Or was it just the word Tanya? No, it was just because I, it was just, nah, I had nothing to do with that. And then I realized afterwards, I was like, oh yeah, that's true. There's a company that makes TVs and microwaves and shit yeah, yeah, named exactly. Tanya. But no, it has nothing to do with them. My, 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 my whole, my whole philosophy is that I'm going to know that I've made it as an artist once that company sends me a cease and desist warning. That's when I know. When they're like, yo, bro, you got to change your name. When are, do they even <laughs> exist, though? Like, I don't even think they exist anymore. Uh, I don't know, bro. I have no clue. I don't know. No. What got you into music, though, in general? Did you always DJ, or was that just something you recently got into? Yo, funny enough, I actually tried to uh, to DJ when I, was, uh, when I was younger. When I was probably around 13, no, probably like 14 years old. I got like a little Newmark deck. And uh, I gave up on that shit so quick. I was I was very much like that. But what like motivated you to like buy that first new mark? Why did you want to get that? Yo, I don't even know, bro. Did I don't even know. No, nah, I bought it with my own money. I remember I bought it with my own money that I had at the time. I was like, yeah, I want to learn how to DJ. And then I was like, man, this shit's hard. Fuck that. And then I sold it like a year later. Yeah. And uh, then like a year later or two years later, I picked it back up. So yeah. And when you picked it back up, was there something that got you to do that, or you just randomly got that interest again? Well, my mind, my mindset towards the whole idea changed, right? I, I, I went from being somebody that would like have a passion about something and then give up on it very quickly to someone that said, okay, when I have a passion for something, I'm gonna stick it out as long as I possibly can. So by the second time it came around, I was actually into producing first. I was making beats and stuff for a good year, year and a half, and I was like, you know, you know, like. If you understand how music works and the structure behind music, mixing shouldn't be all that hard. So then I, I bought my first deck a year after I bought my first audio workstation. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I started DJing from there. You started DJing from there. And then you learned it all yourself in the beginning, I guess? Pretty much. Everything was self-taught. Everything up until now has been self-taught. Yeah? Yeah. I like that you said that because like, I feel the same way with... Uh, like just the discipline aspect of anything because I'm like that too I'll get interested in a bunch of different things and then I don't last that long I just want to like like you don't learn it but like the reality is you got to put those 10,000 hours in you know like yeah man ten, yeah. and you just got to sit down and force yourself like yeah. editing I just sit down and just force myself and that within the last year that got me so far yeah for sure and uh, so like your first what was your first big thing in Montreal and like how do you find like the Montreal music scene is it like is there a huge DJ scene here? Is there a huge music scene? <laughs> I'd, I'd say too big. Too big <laughs> a lot of... Different genres in this scene? Oh man, I don't know bro. Every other week it seems like somebody new wants to become an EDM DJ because again, they think it's easy. But most of those people have that old high school mentality I had where it's like, man, it's not going anywhere. I've been at this for two months. I'm going to give up. Right. But... Uh, and they're not really moving in silence. They're just kind of... 
letting everybody know that they're DJ. Yeah. Frisky, yeah. But uh, sorry, what was the, the the original question? Yeah. So what? Um, how did you? Uh, what do you think of like the music scene in Montreal? But before that, I was going to ask you like your first gig. Like, what was your first? Oh yeah. DJ gig where you're like, okay, I could actually do this. You know. Yeah. So my my first big gig was actually at Ecole Privée. Uh, on a Thursday night, I spun back to back with my boy uh, Tushar. Shout out Tushi. Um, yeah, we did a back to back set at Ecole. We, uh, you know, made some connections, started talking to some people, and then next thing you know, we had a gig. Um, and then it's kind of built from there. But with regards to the music scene, the music scene in Montreal, I feel like it's very rigged. And it's something we uh, I've, I've come to notice is that um, those. They like to choose who they want to be on top, and especially like Quebec, who's, who's they, like? like the higher ups, the people that are in charge of the record labels. The club owners and stuff, or? no, not the club owners. Like more the 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 um, studios, like the record labels. Yeah, the labels, the labels and stuff, and the the you know like CBC and like the the big Canadian and even more local Quebec stations and outlets. They're they're very. They choose who they want on top. You know what I'm saying? You have people, you have people like like Enima, right? I don't know if you know him. Yeah, He's yeah. A French rapper um, from Montreal. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think there was any other rapper from Quebec that was doing numbers like this guy, English or French. Right. But then you're gonna have some guy that, for some reason. The record labels and, and, and the management decide that they want to dump a bunch of money into this, some rapper that's like mids, you know what I'm saying? Like Canada in general or Montreal specifically? I don't know about the rest of Canada all that well, but I know about like Montreal specifically, Quebec okay. specifically. But yeah, on that note, you'll have some rapper that, you know, he's got an aesthetic to him, he's got an appeal to him. They're going to dump a bunch of money into music video budgets. They're going to dump a bunch of money into promotion. They're going to dump a bunch of money into getting exposure for this guy. Then they put out the music video and that shit gets like 25,000 views, bro. Yeah. Meanwhile, Enima drops a video, that shit hits 100, 200,000 views first day. You know what I'm Wait, saying? Why do you think that happened? Is it because of the language barrier? I think it's just like, I don't know why. Because if you think about it, Enema is like, he's French, right? Right. So wouldn't he only cater to like French, a French audience mostly? Yeah. So wouldn't that technically his view should be less in that case. And like, it's, it's crazy how he actually became big. Yeah. And like he, he performs in most of Quebec, I guess, but does he ever- Well, he's, like, he's banned from the, <laughs> banned from the province, oh, really? from the country. It's another story, but- I didn't even know much about him. I just like really <laughs> found out about him when I was looking through like Montreal artists. Yeah. yeah. But no, that's it, bro. This guy's doing crazy numbers, but he's just one of many examples. There's other is people. He performing? Like France? Like, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, I don't know where he's performing and that's stuff. That's what now. I mean. Like, it's not like he's, he's performing in LA. Nah, nah, that's it. But like from a numbers perspective, you know what I'm saying? He's doing more than all these people that you're seeing on your TV and these people that you're hearing on your radio. But the thing is, the fans don't actually want that. They want this guy instead. Because right. he actually makes better content, but it's not even about content anymore at this point, you know? Yes, it was talent. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's it. And K. Trinata was nominated for three Grammys. Yeah, that's no, it. No Quebec Music Awards. None. Zero. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like That's true. That's true. Like That's like one of the problems I, I find, which is like destructive to Quebec. Like I don't know why they have to be that way, because 
I don't feel like they're winning from it. They're, no. they're basically just losing from it. I don't know. It's it's something. And even in school, uh, we had some guest speakers in some of our class, and they said the same damn thing. They're just like they get they they choose who they want on top, and they choose who gets the airplay and stuff. And it's not even it's not even from most of the time it's not even from a from a from a talent perspective. Right. But I mean, I feel like the music industry is shifting towards that whole concept as a whole like it's it's just you know who 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 uh who, uh, the most you know what i'm saying who who uh who like has the connects you know what yeah. i'm saying who like who's sli slipping big big gino over there the the five million dollar checks under the table you know what i'm yeah, saying to have their artists on right? that's yeah, it well, there's, there's a lot of artists that like were literally just trapping and like they had some like 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 some uh black money and stuff and then that's they start shooting music videos and that's it all of a sudden record labels are picking them up that's it money to do it um that's with any money a lot of a lot of those like north montreal rappers man it's all and they say that in their interviews they're like yo this is money that we made ourselves how they made the money i mean that's up to interpretation but regardless that was money that they made and earned yeah. and and put into their own craft they didn't have no government grants they didn't have no you know what I'm saying? No f government funding, no 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 label funding. Like if they did, not nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's it's very rigged, I find. Yeah, but with the with like a whole like YouTube world now, like now everything's like you're at a point now as an artist to like be in charge of bringing having your own audience, right? You're not right. you're not really depending on a record label anymore. So That's in it. In that sense, like I feel like Montreal and just like artists in general, we finally have that opportunity to like put things out there and just see what happens, you know? And that would completely, I feel like that could completely solve the, the whole language problem, unless somehow they figure out a way to like tap into YouTube and like control that, you know? I don't know, well that's it. Now, now with the internet, and that's the thing, over the last 10 years, uh, there's been a big shift. And now because of the power of the internet, artists have more, um, leeway and more routes they can take yeah. to get famous like Billie Eilish for example you know what I'm saying like she made it off SoundCloud now this now this girl's like a you know A-list yeah. celebrity national hit you yeah. know what I'm saying it's like the same trend like, like even like if you want to look at Justin Bieber like mainstream artists yeah like YouTube like he was like the first YouTube artist right yeah you can even look at comedians like Russell Peters yeah he was the Facts. first comedian that came true. on YouTube true and I feel like that's where we're like morphing towards. Right mm -hmm. So yeah, the labels definitely now have much less of a grip than they did before. Before it was like, you wanted your music played anywhere, it was through a label and there was no other way. Yeah, because you're trying to get on like radio and stuff yeah. that doesn't really matter anymore, right? Do you think, uh, how, do you think radio and shit matters still? Oh yeah, radio still. I, I Believe it or not, I thought the same thing, but uh, no, radio is still, still big. Really? Well, yeah. Because I mean, it's still around. You know what I'm saying? Like stations, stations that we've been listening to as kids are still there, and they're still around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but now with podcasts and like everybody always having data on their phones, right? Like that's yeah. something new as well. For like, sure, it's definitely nowhere near as popular. There's still a market for sure because there's still a generation that's alive that COVID didn't get to, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's still listening to the radio. That's where you got to do radio ads, you know? Yeah. But in reality, I've never listened to something on the radio and like Shazammed it in so long. Like, I don't remember the last time I listened to something on 94.7 or no. Shazammed it. <laughs> for real. No, me too, man. I can't remember the last time I listened to the radio, but there's still, there's still a market for it. And whether it's an older generation or not, there's still a market for it. Maybe not so much here. Can Canadian radio is like, it's pretty mids. 
But like American radio, bro, radio in the States is huge, bro. It's huge. Yeah, well, we have Sirius if you feel like it's membership, right? Yeah. But that's it. So many people like have Sirius. You know, I know some people that have like. Like Sirius? Yeah, okay. If you were to say Montreal radio is like Sirius, then I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Like Sirius XM, like it's. Then I would be okay. Yeah. I would do an add on, like, I don't know, some like. Diplo has his own, like, uh, channel, right? Yeah, I think so. Diplo and Friends or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like the music is good and like there's not too many ads. Yeah. But that's the other thing, right? Like, how you get so tired of like, I'm so like impatient with ads. I have ad blockers on everything. Yeah. I don't, I've never watched a YouTube ad or anything. And I realized this like the other day when I was at my friend's house and he had like cable TV still. Yeah. And like all of a sudden I see this like ad for like Crest Toothpaste and then I'm just like, <laughs> it was so fucking bullshit that I just, I couldn't comprehend how like this could convince something, somebody to buy something. You know, but I don't know how much of it is that, and how much of it is just like a subconscious message of like, oh, we're still doing TV ads, and like when you go to the store, you're gonna have like Colgate in the back of your head. That's it, man. You'd be surprised. These these companies, these 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 huge companies, they have they they spend millions millions on marketing. You know what I'm saying? They have they have like they have, they have go as far as getting mathematicians to figure this shit out for them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like to find out what the best return is on investment like in in different aspects of marketing all these, all and stuff the, all these algorithms and like that's like, it man it's algorithm based now that's it you might think like yo what the hell like this is a stupid ass ad but it, like you said next thing you know you're gonna you're in a pharmacy or some shit you know what i'm saying and you're just like damn i need some toothpaste all right you're not thinking quick and you're just like i just need one of these yeah that's and it they're both the same price you're gonna for sure yeah in that sense yeah you pick the one that your your brain is used to you know hmm. Um, but yeah, on another note, like for music wise, do you produce? Yeah, of course. So like that's your, yeah. <laughs> Stupid question. Like, no, it's okay. But in general, like when, when you, like you want to be like more of a producer or like you want to be more of like a DJ, like what's your like ideal gig in the future? Like something you could do on a Dude, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. I just, I love sound. You know what I'm saying? I love music. And uh, at first it was like, yo, I wanted to be like, uh, you know, the next Martin Garrix, but like, not Martin Garrix, you know what I'm saying? But like a EDM producer that also does live shows. But now I'm just, after having gone to school for audio and stuff, I see how many, how many fields you can go into that involve sound. And now I'm looking at yeah, other what, stuff. Uh, what school and what program did you do? So I was at Vanya. I did their uh, audio recording technology program. Okay. Uh, it was a certificate program. And uh, you basically you cover everything in audio. It's like a condensed uh, condensed program. You go from everything from movie to to, to radio. And that's where you had speakers come in and talk. Yeah, yeah. One of our oh, class cool. or a couple of our classes, we had like guest speakers that worked in the industry and like cool, yeah. gave us a rundown and shit. Okay, sick, sick. And um, what was you gonna say with that? When um, like in the program, are you making good connections? Like, is it, do you, do you recommend like? The pro what would you recommend that program for like for the connections for the the knowledge the knowledge definitely the knowledge the knowledge are you making any connections there like are you meeting people yeah absolutely in the industry they're coming in have the talk and you're are you able to like network with them after yeah the yeah absolutely a lot of them were very open to like having us reach out to them and stuff after they did their their, their speaking and stuff they're like give us their email or whatever Okay, some of them Facebook and even our teachers for that matter like I think I think one of my teachers is gonna be like fixing my Mac soon he's gonna be swapping oh, yeah. some parts for me so yeah like, like honestly all of it it's a it's a tough program it's not easy mm -hmm. 
Uh, we, we got it easy, th thankfully, because COVID slowed things down and we're... Yeah, more time. That's it. Decreased our course load because we weren't allowed being in the school as much. Yeah, yeah, So it's, it's not easy. And our teacher even, like, told us, like, when we were doing the... Um, the orientation like uh, just so you know there's university graduates that like fail this program so and then like half the people in the in the session just get up and leave that's it bro those are the two months and i'm done bro yeah you just do something to do something that's it but so when you produce music um like what kind of what's your what do you say your genre is do you have a genre do you mix things up I know you listen to like so many different types of music. That's the thing. I I, I make what I like. Yo, I, I hate the whole idea of associating yourself with a certain genre, because then people expect something from you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, that's not that's not house music. What the hell is he doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what these, I mean? Yeah, all these Twitter boys. Yeah. <laughs> all these people just commenting on videos. Like, this is not real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I so, miss the old uh, Sanyo, man. So you just mix things up, basically. You don't care. You just go. That's it, man. I'm even. I'm even looking into like, like setting up like a little recording booth to have some like to give like give cheap studio time to some rappers and singers if they want. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I I, I, can, I can do it all now. You know, I can yeah, mix, I see, record. Like, I feel like that's a good thing that's missing in the music scene here is that, like, people don't. I don't know. I'm not really like. I don't make music so i don't really know that scene to that extent but i feel like people don't help each other out and i feel like that would help a lot if like if someone's like rookie starting out and like he doesn't really know what he's doing like as a photographer the most i learn is when i link up with my photographer friends and we go out and we shoot and mm. like compare photography and like we, he shows me his tricks i show him my tricks you know yeah and like you have the same network so like if I have a job and like I can't handle it, I'll mm. pass it on to my boy. I'm like, oh, this guy could do it for you, you know? Yeah. So like in the music world, like, is there the equivalence of that, or is there anything similar to that? Yeah, there's 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 both ends of the spectrum for okay. sure. There's there's people that are like supportive and stuff. But now that you mention it, like I'm I'm thinking back and like I remember when I was like hustling and like grinding to try and get my first gig. Like I didn't have anybody on my side like really helping me. Right. Now that I think back, like I don't think I had. Yeah, like I, you know, like. But it's, I guess it's hard with music because. You're if, as a DJ for an event, the like you're a big part of if the event is like a sick event or a shitty event, right? Right. You're controlling the crowd. That's it. And you're like creating a vibe, right? Yeah. So, I guess you would compare that to like photography and shit, because like I can't do work for people without them seeing my work. Because how do they know I'm a good photographer if they have never seen anything I've done, right? Right. So for music, like, do you have like a, a USB or like a SoundCloud? Do you go like, oh, check out my music? know like play for you um like to, yeah, it, you're saying like nobody was really on your side right yeah what are you relating that to like you wanted to play a gig and like they just didn't like you <clears throat> yeah like or like i would hit people up and stuff or i'd talk yeah. to people like yo what's up like you know shake shake some hands and right, right, yeah. and no nobody was like nobody was like yeah yeah man like here like you know took me under their wing and stuff i i, I didn't get that some people do get that you know what i'm saying and uh, i had to go get it on my own like for real, like it was, it was like I said, me and Tushar were like going to to a club like every Thursday, man, just like talking to people, getting to know people, and stuff. And like, thankfully, he had the connections and stuff too, which helped a lot. Right. But like, we got it on our own, you know what I'm saying? And then after at that point, that's when people saw, like, okay, like damn, these guys are serious. Mm -hmm. And that's when people started like, I feel I don't know about for him, but for me personally, we started reaching out more. Right, right. But also like with your Twitch channel, like. Cause I, I noticed you're always on it and you're like consistent. You're not just like, 
even if you like miss a Twitch, you're always like, okay, guys, like, we're gonna reschedule this for like. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool how like it's cool to see from like following you and like just how like consistent and like serious you are about it. You gotta be. Where man. did you get the idea for like Twitch? Um. And why did you start that? Well, because I don't know. I, I it just kind of came to mind. I was like, okay, like I can't do shows, so like how would I be able to do shows and the idea of live streaming was always a thing and like people were already kind of doing it yeah because on YouTube a lot of artists as soon as the pandemic started happening they started doing their like live streams yeah YouTube live and stuff yeah so yeah it was um, yeah it was an idea that came to mind because I was like because the the bass community in Montreal they like to stream a lot on Facebook they do a lot of Facebook live streams, so I was thinking about that, but I was like, nah, like... Yeah, Facebook's pretty underrated, right? There's like a lot of, there's a lot of eyeballs on Facebook. Nah, 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 fuck Facebook. Why? Fuck Facebook. <laughs> fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, Is that why? Just because of Zuckerberg? No, nah, well, Zuckerberg's waste, but also... um no, nah, they're just like, yo, they're just DMCAing the shit out of every, like, streamer. Like, you can't you can't play music on Facebook. Like, they crack down on it. And it's like, it's, it, yeah, it's so dumb because I'm there, I'm thinking, like, why don't these streaming companies come together and collectively reach out to performance rights organizations and get be granted the ability to have these artists perform on their platform because this is how they're making their money now. This is how they're making their ends meet, right? Because yeah. they're not doing shows anymore. And that's where most artists make their money. It's from shows, not their music. So you, you go on to Twitch, you go on to Facebook, you go on to YouTube, and then your shit gets flagged. Sorry, but, copyrighted music. But most of that is an algorithm. So like, yeah. no matter what, with so much content to like that level of content, even on YouTube, yeah, it's mostly an algorithm that's like taking it off and it's just automated. Mm -hmm. And that's what's shitty about it because you have to go out and like contact, unless you have, like if you don't have connections of people working for YouTube, like you can't get instant responses because they, yeah. they just created a whole system where like you can't call somebody. Yeah, right? and that's it too. I was like, well, that, that was literally what I was like. I was like, okay, Facebook, no, Facebook sucks. Like. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really my like my community. I felt it was like I found it was mostly the base community. And Facebook, it's very hard to get exposure because there's so many people on Facebook, and it's a very different demographic now than it was like when we we're in high school, where it was mostly people our age, just yeah. older folks. I yeah. find on Facebook. It's like when Instagram came, everybody switched to Instagram. That's it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm not gonna do YouTube. Like I was thinking, I'm still thinking of streaming on both. But at the time, I was like, I wasn't. I didn't want to do YouTube because. But I feel like YouTube is where it's at though. Like. That's YouTube is so like in place in like the like in the world now that like that's like the main source of like online television. It's sense. the only source of online television, and that's exactly. the problem is they have such a monopoly, and they're able to just set the rules, and basically they can yeah. decide one day like, hey, so uh, basically any video that's under ten minutes is not going to be on anybody's explore page anymore, and then boom, a bunch of ta channels die because their content is less than 10 minutes. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they had such a monopoly, and that's why I was like, you know what, fuck YouTube, because they, they, they same thing, they have you by the gonads, bro. Mm -hmm. they, they, they can make these rules and put these things in place and there's nothing you can do, and it's not like you can go to another public video uploading service, because there isn't. What are you gonna go, you're gonna yeah, stream yeah. on Vimeo? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. So then I was like, yo, like Twitch, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll give it a try. And it started actually because I did a stream on my birthday. I did like a couple of streams on Instagram, but the quality was crap. And I got DMCA'd, Instagram owned by Facebook, yeah, but, of course, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I got DMCA'd. I was like, okay, Instagram is not an option. So let's try Twitch because I, I was already seeing some like 
music festivals, like having festivals on Twitch. So I was like, okay, maybe I can do it on Twitch. So I, I did like a charity stream on my birthday type of thing. And then like, there was a solid turnout, like mad people and came are, through. It, was this turnout made like all based on like the people you know and your followers or was it just random? Like the stream, there's a uh, streaming on, um, on Twitch. Like, is it kind of like a TikTok where like it's like open and any stranger could kind of find you? Easily? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but cool. uh, I, I don't know if that particular stream, if that was the case. I'm sure there was some randoms that tuned in because mm-hmm. they show you how many unique viewers you have. Oh, cool. And you uh, do that data like, without paying or anything? Yeah, yeah, like it's like, so like mine right now is, is like 650-ish. So like, let's say I'm, I'm streaming tonight, for example, and that's probably gonna jump to maybe like 660, 670, maybe even 700, depends, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the time, I think it was more my friends because it was my birthday. Right. So it was like a bunch of people that yeah. were like on my Instagram and stuff because it was like first, maybe second month of quarantine. Mm-hmm. So like people really had nothing to do. So yeah. they were just like, fuck it, let me tune in. And then it's I was crazy like- how far away that was. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, time so flies you just tuned in on twitch and uh yeah and i was like yeah and that's when i saw the potential I'm like you know maybe i should do it regularly so i was like streaming like every now and then and then i got twitch affiliated okay. and i was is that, like, is it like, a, like a premium it's like basically when you when you reach a certain number of viewers and you hit a certain number of like uh of um how do you say it uh, subscribers? not subscribers followers Exposure. and uh like traction when you have a certain traction, amount of yeah. traction on your channel okay. like you have these lists of achieve- achievements that you have to hit within a span of time and I, and I got it so then I got promoted to affiliate That's so cool. now people can like subscribe and donate to me directly through Twitch okay yeah. instead of like, a, like an external yeah that's it so uh, then uh, that happened and then I was like okay like I need to make some put something in place so that I force myself to be consistent with it so that's when I did my three three time a week stream so i like yeah. made a schedule that i have to follow mm-hmm. and uh i've just been yeah like i said streaming three times a week sometimes even more and like even if you were to miss it that's it you didn't just give up you're like fuck it i'll just reschedule it that's it move yeah, it to another really day sick. it's really cool that you're, you're doing that because like i feel like that's gonna just that menti- mindset is gonna for sure bring you far but like what the fuck do i know like you know just <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my perspective on it because like i mean to like when i started being more um, like consistent and like forcing myself to sit down and get something done, like shit's actually getting done. Yeah. And do you do you keep like a what's your like? Do you have like a daily routine or like any kind of like thing you do every day, like writing in a journal, for example, or like? Um. I actually like recently started doing that because I realized how important it is to have a routine if you're striving for success. Mm-hmm. It's still very uh, abstract at the moment. But I like to, like I've, I've made a promise myself, like, okay, I dedicate at least three hours a day to music, whether that, and that can include the time that I'm streaming. Mm-hmm. So I like to, anywhere from two to three hours a day, I like to dedicate every to just day, music. Like, yeah, every day. Saturday, Sunday, every day. Yeah, may, you know, I'll miss a, a day or two. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like, you're, every day you're waking up with the thought of, I'm gonna spend three hours on music. Yeah, okay. I, I, I try as hard as I can. And, um, yeah. But I you know. I find it's like a really cool way to, like document uh not only how far you've come but like even just your thought process like i find like writing in a journal like when you if i've been writing since like 2017 and if i'm to like go back to like my writing in 2017 i could kind of remember like the way i thought in 2017 Mm -hmm. and that i find super cool because like you're able to like 
see how you change older brain and like see how much change that yeah for sure damn i I didn't think about that but yeah i've I've read that a lot i also read too so i started reading too so i make sure that i read every morning when i get up first thing i do instead of taking out my phone and scrolling on instagram accomplishing zero (laughs) i i read a book you know what i'm saying you could you could take your phone and watch uh read a newsletter but then that's gonna eventually end up in instagram yeah that's it that's gonna be like oh wow top 10 most uh Doctors hate when you use this. Oh shit! What's that? Bro, have, you seen, have you seen the Facebook TV? No, I don't bro, go on Facebook, the bro. Way, the way that shit's designed is literally TikTok real. No, it just well, kind of, kind of with TikTok. Yeah. Bro, you just it just sucks you in. It's always like the dumbest shit too. I find myself watching of like like now the this same gold digger prank. Oh, bro, that bro. content is still on Facebook. But like, I don't know, maybe that's my algorithm. Because <laughs> I, I never watch it. Every time I see it, like sometimes it's playing, but like I'm like my brain is just trying to make me watch it. But like, I already know what the fuck's gonna happen. Sorry, and I don't dig old diggers. Yeah, exactly. And it just closes. <laughs> so Facebook's algorithm just thinks that's the only thing I watch because it's the only first video they've ever showed me. Jeez. So every video is but like it's crazy how many different like Facebook influencers Facebook is like Facebook a different influences. form of YouTube now. There's like literally Facebook YouTubers in a sense where like I yeah, yeah, yeah. content creators for yeah. sure, for sure, absolutely. There's some that I actually like enjoy, you know. On Facebook. Yeah, and there's even some like DJs and and producers that are actually more on Facebook than they are on any other platform. Really. So that's pretty cool. Like yeah, like Facebook's not all that bad, but. Okay, but like compared to YouTube, you're saying Facebook would be better, but compared to Twitch, like Twitch would be the best. I just felt like Twitch was like the be- is the platform that best suited my needs. You know, it yeah. was. Uh, it was cool. Like when it, when you're on Twitch, like whenever you're streaming, it's, it was easy to find you, and like you don't even really need to have an account to like log into like uh, tune into that stream. For example, like I was at my friend's house downtown and I saw your, your uh, streaming online so we mm. literally just typed in Sanyu Twitch and then we went straight to you. Yeah. It wasn't like hard to find it. No, not at all. Yeah. And like they, they do a good job at like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's, it's like that with anything, man. It's always slow in the beginning, but they're, they're good at like, that at promoting your stuff based on where you stand in the public eye on that platform. So like, you know, like I, I'm a, I'm, I still consider myself a small streamer because my, I don't have a huge follower base. Mm-hmm. But you know, you I, I'm, I'm going to man, Christmas. Yeah. I'm promised, man. Yeah. I need to hit it. I need to hit yeah. it. Um, but yeah. Um, so, but I've, I've noticed that like as my followers have increased, mm-hmm. the more like new streamers come and watch my stuff, okay. or new viewers come and watch. Okay, so there's some, is there like a news feed or like an explorer page on it? Yeah, yeah, there's explorer page, like recommended for you, streams on right now, like who you're following. And then like sometimes what will happen is like I'll be streaming and then the stream will end and if they lose, they'll raid another stream. So basically all the viewers get sent to another stream. So then I'm like, oh, who's this, you know? Okay, yeah, so you as a Twitch like user or like a, a viewer, mm-hmm. how do you navigate Twitch? Like what do you look for on Twitch? Yo, honestly, I didn't even, I never been on Twitch until I started streaming. To be completely honest with you, I don't think I've ever watched another streamer. I think I watched the one. Th- or like you just don't watch it, but you just you just uh, play on it. No, I started recently, okay, okay. but I think the only stream I watched was when like Drake streamed with Ninja like Fortnite like two years oh, ago. Gaming? Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy because all that stuff ends up on Instagram anyways. Yeah, that's like, it. That, the same content gets like regurgitated on Instagram. Yeah, basically. Oh yeah, let's get it. 
Um, but but seeing as I'm on there now, I try to like like as a content creator, I try to see what other content creators are doing, and I like to support other content creators because oh, thanks, because they'll uh, you know what I'm saying. They might support you back and stuff. So I've been on it now, but how I navigate, it's literally like, any, like uh, streamers from Quebec, Montreal. Uh, how do you know they're from? Is there like a location tag on your page? I've never used Twitch. Nah, so. there isn't. Usually I'll go, to, I'll like if I really enjoy their content, I'll go and follow them on, on Instagram after. Okay. And then usually they'll say where they're from. But I think Pokimane's from uh, Montreal. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. I, th I think so. I'm, I, I think, I remember reading that somewhere. I don't know if that... Okay, okay. Yeah, I have to look into that. Wait, what, what does he do? She, she's just a gamer. Oh. She's like, I think she, she's <laughs> yeah. one of the most popular like, streamers. I'm trying to like pull it off as if like I know he's <laughs> <laughs> What does he do? Yeah, she's just uh, she's a she's a gamer. Um, okay. One of the top like Twitch streamers, you know, she's like up there. You know what I'm saying? She's oh, getting shit. she's getting the bag, bro. She's getting the bag. Yeah, there's like there's like decent amount of gaming happening here. There's a lot of big gaming companies here, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, for My sure. My friend works for a, a company called Unity. Okay. Was recently IPO'd, and um, their share price went from like sixty nine to like one fifty. Oh yeah. Not quick, yeah. Wow. And they IPO during like COVID, which is like crazy. But it's because I think they own. I might be wrong, but I think they own sixty percent of all like mobile gaming, uh, like ads and stuff. And like, they basically, they're like the platform. They're kind of like an Adobe for like design work and stuff. Okay. But for um, for gaming, so like if you're creating a game, you could use their online system to like as a software oh to like so they have all like the bare bones exactly. and you make a game yeah. okay oh that's cool yeah. that's cool it's but hard that's... to explain because i still don't really understand it completely yeah that's basically what it is you take like unity courses on their website okay and what shows that they're going to be around forever is because like if you're a company and you make something with their product in the long term you're always going to be using your product it's adobe right yeah so that's it that's probably one of the reasons why they shot up too yeah but. dude a bunch of companies exploded during the pandemic like a bunch a bunch a bunch of not even just companies assets too yeah but. and uh but like even like the way a business is designed now like some of them were able to transition quickly and like change the way they they like so basically curbside pickups is a good example yeah that's oh man but then like shit like the like what montreal is fucking really based on is like the fucking clubbing industry yeah like, club scene is huge and like the F1 this year is gonna happen. Yeah. And the holidays. Those yeah. are the two big times that Montreal like club owners can make money. Yeah. With all the corporate events and all that shit. And yeah. Like, this year they got fucked. So like if they didn't have any other like cards playing for them, like real estate or any other businesses, they're gonna shut down. Fuck. Dude, you have to you have to innovate, man. That's that's it, man. You can't be a you can't be a, you can't be um a victim, man. You can't be a you can't be um a victim to your environment, you know what I'm saying? Good you gotta, you gotta compromise, bro. And that's where I feel like a lot of people take L's too. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of DJs that I know, just like now that there's no club gigs, they just gave up. They're just not doing anything music related at all. Some, on the other hand, started picking up producing and stuff. You know what I mean? Which is great. But some people are just like, oh, the scene's dead. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's like, yo, 
yeah, stream on Twitch, true. go stream. Yeah, like that victim mentality is just, but that just also weeds out like the people you don't want in the in the scene. And that's the it. So it's a good thing. It's not really a bad thing, but like it just sucks to see that, right? Yeah. To see somebody who had so much potential and like they're actually going somewhere to just mm-hmm. like, have something like COVID happen and just be like, fuck all this. Like I don't want to do anything anymore. Yeah. But it could also relate to like their personal lifestyle. Like what if they were living on their own? And yeah. Did not have a social circle around them. That's it. That's it. I mean, there are some, there are some uh, aspects of Corona that you know affected enterprises and businesses that were were unavoidable. They're, like they're unchangeable. You know what I'm saying? And and of course, there's there's like there's so many industries and businesses that took a heavy hit, and there's literally nothing that can be done about it. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm I'm reading a book right now, and, and there was a quote. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it goes along the lines of like. It's basically just saying like, yeah, what we just discussed that like reactive people are those that, that, that are subject to their environment and they're, they're influenced by their environment and uh, productive people are those that adapt to it and learn oh, to work with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's Yo, it. Me yes. right away. I was like, I got to start streaming. I got to start keeping my name. Yeah. I need my name still out there. I need people to still be talking about me. I, I, I can't let, let the, like the Sanyo buzz die. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start streaming. And I started producing more because I had more yeah. time on my hands. And it's, it's you're like staying relevant to a certain extent. And like I That's said, it. I, I only I, like I barely watched any of yours because like I, I'm, every time you freaking stream, like I'm always doing something. Yeah, it's all good, bro. <laughs> don't even stress. Bro, don't get mad at me. No, but like, <laughs> but like uh, <laughs> you'll quit that. <laughs> The reason, like, the reason why I'm, I even I'm aware of you is because like I just see you always posting like, oh, I'm going live, I'm going live, I'm going yeah. live, and it's just, it's just anytime you see somebody who's like actually like consistent with something, you just naturally have to respect it, right? Because you're like, this guy is still doing it. It doesn't matter. He's just always on it. Like we talked about with Argento for a bit, like hell, like that. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just pull up that habit into this laptop and like, you gotta respect them to a certain extent. Or, Bro, you know? yo, some people literally, like, their shit's gonna be garbage, but they'll make it off the hustle alone, bro. Exactly. They'll make it just off the hustle alone. That's also with the, the issue of like having the funds to be able to pull it off. Right? That's it. It's like Jack Harlow, man. Like, oh, bro, I, I, I respect the guy, you know what I'm saying? I respect anybody with hustle. I'll never take that away from them. I feel like he's, he's, he's gonna be. The next little dicky, it's like that white rapper that everybody's talking about because he spits flow. He's gonna be hot for a year. He's gonna be on double XL, and then he's gonna die two years from now. People are gonna forget who he is. He didn't really die off. He started like he has a whole TV show and stuff now. Yeah, it's true. He, yeah, he's on Wildin' Out, no? Or he has his he's own on show. Wildin' Out, but he he started. He just released his own show. But I mean, bro, he is Jewish, bro. Yeah, he's they know what they're doing. Jewish. <laughs> he's got the money. <laughs> he has the money as a connects, bro. Like they know what they're doing in the media industry. Like, yeah, that but shit. that's it. He's a guy that knew, okay, my rap buzz isn't gonna live forever, so let me branch out and start doing yeah. other things. You know what I'm saying? That's but like a new thing too. A lot of artists didn't have no idea about that, and they just blow all their money and then that's all it. Of a disappear. Yeah, they get the advance, yo, because they come out with a couple of hits, and then yeah, they're and like they gotta flex because they're a, they're a rapper. Yeah. That's kind of fucked, right? Like the industry is designed in a way where like you have to have these like. Yeah. 10k chains on bro like that's it it doesn't even look i'm gonna be honest bro like it doesn't even look nice having like crystally shiny things on your neck that's that big just aesthetically doesn't make sense but we just like it's what the kids it. love bro <laughs> it's you know, what the kids just, love man but they don't actually love it they just love that the rappers say that they should love it you know what i mean yeah yeah i guess 
Like my like your rapping would be a big chain and shit. You know? But the thing is, like, yo, look at some of the biggest rappers. Like, look at Drake, bro. He doesn't rock stupid, stupid ass Drake, like Drake. icy chains like that. Yeah, exactly. You know. You know he could afford it, but like that's that's also a new form of flexing is like being humble and like wearing like Walmart shoes and like you know what I mean. But like yeah. with Drake, for example, like even like Drake's chains. Sometimes he does have like big ass chains, right? But, yeah, like, they're simple and shit. They're, they're modest. Simple, exactly, yeah. and like they look nice. They're like yeah, that it makes sense to me. Like when you have like a heavy ass neck and you're like getting a slip disc in your fucking neck, like, <laughs> that's not worth it. Yeah, Just bro. Put that into a house. Put that into property that could. But uh, that's that's the thing though. That's 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 a very good point they made. Actually, to kind of go back to the Jack Harlow thing, so I don't end on a diss. Mm-hmm. I respect his hustle. And he made it, I think, off of his hustle. And he, he, he said that in his interviews, put in 10,000 hours, like you were discussing. Right. Um, but anyway, back to this. Um, the chains thing, a lot of things that people discuss is that, because the chains are made of, 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 of gold and diamond, which retain value. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a security deposit that if all else fails, well, I still got these $100,000 chains that I can yeah. sell. But then it's, it's, like, it's like having $100,000 cash that you're walking around every chilling with where you're possibly getting drunk or like on drugs and you're waving it around to people like yo you just come grab this anytime you want yeah you know what I mean? yeah unless you have security which you're paying well they do for. bro they do the financing doesn't make sense to you like put that into a house yeah no. into something that's gonna go up in value or like, but you, that's the thing some of those some of these things do i know i, I was chilling with my boy yesterday he was telling me i was boy bought a paddock <laughs> for a hundred thou but yeah bro he's uh because those things they're they're like they're released in like a limited number of models and quantity as well. So, so like in this case, he was telling me out like his boy copped the paddock, dropped the hundred bands on it, mm-hmm. but now the paddock is worth one hundred twenty-five bands. Right, twenty-five bands. So, so that's that's yeah, twenty-five racks of profit. In how long? I don't think that long from what I from what we we're discussing. Okay. It's um, like sneakers, I guess. That yeah, that's it. That the same concept, bro. They're released in limited quantity. But it's a whole other ball game, bro. This is we're talking about thousand dollar sneakers, maybe, and then hundred thousand dollar watches. You know, right. completely different ball game. But it's the same concept. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, you get to rock hundred thousand on your wrist. You know, but it depends what you look at. I'm the same yeah, way. There's a lot of rappers that rock fake shit too. Oh, absolutely. There's a, there's like Instagram pages just dedicated to that alone. Like, yeah. like calling out like, yeah, like fake watches. It's like influencers in the wild for like uh, jewelry, I guess. Yeah, jewelry and and, and kicks. Yeah. I remember Soldier Boy. There was this one that like Soldier Boy got exposed so many times. <laughs> bro, every time it's, like every time Soldier Boy becomes relevant again, it's always some like rant. Hey, bro, it's always some coonery, show. bro. Every time it's some coonery, bro. <laughs> this guy's a joke, but he's smart about it, bro. He's one of those. If not, he's probably one of the most smart like marketers I know, bro. Like this right. guy, yo, he's a genius. He's a genius like that though, because he does that shit on purpose to get himself some buzz and clout. But what does he use that club for? Like, what does he do? I don't know. Like, all I know Soldier Boy is from is, like, music. I don't know any other industry he's in. Do you remember the Soldier game? Where, like, uh, is it a video game? So, so basically, Soldier Boy was talk, talking about how he wanted to start his own video game company. Okay. So he's like, it's been my dream. I'm starting my own video game company. And then, like, people are like, yo, I have to look into this some more. They called it the Soldier Boy. Like, the Soldier Boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or I think the soldier game or some shit. <laughs> anyway, and uh, <laughs> everyone was making fun of him, bro. Everybody's roasting him, like, 
talking trash because what they found out was that it was just Chinese drop shipped, bro. He started his own Shopify store where he was just drop shipping <laughs> like these Chinese video game consoles for like a two-time markup. Oh my god. But yo, then when when the when the site opened up and he dropped his his soldier game, bro, he made a hundred he was showing his, his his fucking Shopify on on like Instagram live. He made yeah. a, like over a hundred thousand dollars first day, bro, just because of all the buzz that it built. That's crazy. Like people literally just. Hundred thousand dollars in gross or like net. In, in, in sales. In sales, okay. But like. That's still like that's a decent amount. Yo, in a day, in a yeah. day in a Shopify store, bro. Bro, I see these gurus on my YouTube ads talking about how they made that shit in a month, and they're like, he made a hundred thousand dollars his first month. Yo, this guy did it in a day, yeah. and it was all because of the buzz that built up behind it, because people straight up bought the thing for the meme of it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I'm sure like. YouTubers are gonna go ahead and buy it to the review it. Yeah, dude, dude, I remember seeing so many YouTube videos on it when it came right, out. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna create a chain reaction of the reviewers going and buying it. That's so it. I would say it's like one guy to be paid by Soulja Boy to be like, oh, it's actually not a bad game to buy. So yeah. <laughs> no, they're all ripping on it, but still, like, people thought it was it's funny. Still cl- like, it's still like views, right? Yeah. And yeah, and also, Soulja Boy was the first rapper to ever market himself on the internet. No cap. He was the first person. Was he the first YouTube, like, uh, like he got big off YouTube with the Soldier Boy song. He made that video and everything. Yo, get this. This is how he did it, bro. He, so remember LimeWire? Yeah. <laughs> he, so this is what he used to do, bro. This guy is a genius. He used to, so he would take whatever song was out and popping at the time, and he would put it up on LimeWire. But he would he would title it whatever, but then replace the song with Crank That. Oh fuck! I think I heard about this. Yeah, so people Wait, are like, what is it? Yeah, so people are like, oh yeah, Britney Spears, and then download it. <laughs> you, beep, beep, beep. and then people are like, the fuck? Oh <laughs> shit! Okay, okay. And then and then it just bro, it just went from there. He literally made enough money for the rest of his life off that one song, bro. That's how all these songs are blowing up now. And that's how even like... Yeah, that wasn't, you wouldn't even think of that as a, like a marketer at that time and be like, oh, we should have some kind of dance that people do to this. Oh, no, people knew, people knew, but it was just, it was just a matter of getting, a, a, one, a song that didn't suck dick, mm-hmm. and two, getting a dance that was actually jiggy, and that went with the, yeah, okay. that went with the track. Like, yo, think of, think of, um... Wow. About a week ago, a week ago. Bobby Schmurda, you know what I'm saying, bro? Same shit. Only thing is, it was the Vine days. No, but there's another great example, bro. Or Cat Daddy, bro. I remember the Cat Daddy when I was in high school. Call me SpongeBob. Exactly. Bro. <laughs> All of that changed off of this Soldier Boy thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Hunt it, bro. Hunt it. Hunt it, bro. I feel like that wasn't even a thing until Soldier Boy happened. If you started doing the dance. Yeah, bro. As soon as you get a dance associated with a rap, and the rap actually bops. Yeah. It's like a hit, bro. And 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 I remember I remember Bobby Schmurda. He said. He said, yo, as soon as I started seeing kids doing it, it was a wrap. <laughs> and it's true, bro. Once the kids are on it, it's done, bro. Exactly. As much as you can hate things like TikTok and shit. Bro, the kids control the market. Bro, and at a certain point, when you get older, you're, like, just, you're not going to understand it. You just physically, like, no matter how much you, how hard you try, like, you just like, nah, bro. You don't understand it. Like, TikTok, like, dancing in front of a phone for TikTok doesn't make sense to me, but, like, I know people that do it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. How the fuck is Addison Ray making $20 million, bro? <laughs> it just goes to show like, the value of eyeballs. Like, if you have yeah. people watching your shit, that's it. You can make money off of it. Watch, or, uh, yeah, yeah, listening. List, like, listening, implying all your senses. Yeah, yeah. This, is, yeah. this goes back to like, 
why I think radio is gonna die is because they this new form of media. It's very visual, for sure. Yeah, and you have control over it, and the app that you're watching it on is designed to like suck you in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Now, until like more documentaries like the social dilemma and shit come out, and they they start creating rules around it. I mean, yeah, unless they start creating rules around it. They for sure are, because even today I was reading um, The Morning Brew, and uh, they are saying how Facebook, uh, what's Facebook? Yeah, Apple, Apple started appreciating that Facebook started, um, ma- like, they have plans of changing their whole, like, privacy laws. Okay. And, um... Apple is actually legit. Like they're actually like private with their stuff. I, I didn't believe it. I thought it was just like an Android versus Apple thing. I know you're an Android. Bro, guy. I've seen Kate Upton's titties, bro. bro. How are you gonna tell me Apple is safe with their shit, bro? Everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I've seen Jennifer <laughs> Aniston's big old titties too, bro. Yeah, actually, no, not that big. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Bro, Apple's bro, safe as with like the, the fucking best leader America ever had. Trump says, mistakes happen. Bro, so like, bro, hey. shut up, <laughs> shut up. Let's not even go there, bro. Bro, I don't know anything about politics, so like, oh yeah, man, we physically can't go there. But, <laughs> but uh, where was it going with this? Yeah, okay. So my boy who works for Unity, like the company I told you. Yeah. So, as a company, they almost got fucked because of certain uh, privacy laws that Apple wanted to make. And there was at a point where, like, if Apple were to make certain privacy laws, that Unity, as a company, couldn't exist anymore. Or okay. Not, I don't think it was to that extent, but like a lot of their projects couldn't work anymore because they didn't have access to that data. And like in gaming and stuff like that, you kind of want data, right? Like Yeah. I mean, hopefully, yo, because like, it's actually fucked, bro. Like they they know everything about you, everything about you from what you ate today, from where you were, from where your favorite stores are to shop at. Your grocery know, store knows know your, your future. They know like what you're going to like, what you're- That's it, buy. bro. And that's what they're selling. And that's what, that's what, um, what's his name? Uh, Snowden, Edward Snowden oh, talks yeah, about. It. He's like, they're. It's like it's not even a matter because people. I didn't, but I saw his uh, MSNBC documentary, okay. and uh, went on Rogan a few times. Yeah, 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 I I saw that as well. I saw snippets of that and watched the whole thing. Yeah, because uh, I don't like Joe Rogan, but he. Um, Whoa, what? <laughs> bro, this guy, yo, this, <laughs> yo, this guy, literally CBD, elk meat, and UFC. How much That's of, all he talks how about, much bro. Of this content did you watch? I guess I guess only the shit about CBD and elk meat, but fuck, it's a lot of it. (laughs) Before before getting into Joe Rogan, did you hear about things like that before getting in, or did you just go into Joe Rogan like not knowing anything? No, I got in like not knowing anything, but I just saw all my homies watching it because I was like, damn, this guy must be really like insightful and enlightened. But I'm watching him like, bro, this guy's a regular ass Joe. He doesn't know shit. Like I personally feel like (laughs) the whole appeal to him is like the fact that he's like. He even admits that he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, facts, he's true. Still, I respect like, at that. At the end of the day, he's a human and he's learning as he goes. Yeah. And he doesn't choose sides. Like he doesn't under like he doesn't he doesn't seem like someone who chooses sides. He has his personal interests and he's like, this is what I like. You can listen if you want. Like fuck off if you don't. Kind yeah, of. yeah. No, for sure, and I do respect uh, that. I found out about him because um, like I was big into like co- comedy and like comedians. Yeah. And, like he was one of like the first. Uh, like specials on Netflix and he had like a really old like special on Netflix and he starts off with like saying how like he thinks hum- his ideology of like humans being like a fungus to the world and, like everything like shit catches on fire shit blows out we just rebuild we just rebuild and like that comedy special was like super like interesting to me hmm. and then I started like YouTubing him and like this was like in like 2013 when I was like super young 
Yeah. I found him on YouTube and I remember like watching him and shit. And like a lot of his thought processes influenced me and like changed the way I thought of things. So like from my perspective, I see Joe Rogan as like a whole different thing. And then mm. like, some people see him as like the, the fucking hundred million dollar Spotify deal guy, you know? Yeah, no, I don't see him like that. Like I, I respect him and I, I definitely do think he has a fan base for sure. And uh, but now it's all on Spotify. Eh? You can't even watch it on YouTube. Oh, not at all. No. Oh they, wow. I think they put like the clips on YouTube, like the okay. small clips. Okay. Okay. But uh, like yeah, like it's like only you can only watch the episodes on YouTube now and uh, on uh, Spotify. And like people are ripping it too. Like people like record it off Spotify and put it on YouTube. <laughs> of course, bro. Like twelve hours. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. <laughs> that's how it's always, always been. Isn't it crazy that like YouTube still allows? Not, not that they allow it. They probably could honestly. They could have easily taken that down. But like YouTube still like doesn't stop that from happening like that's still you can still do that you can still like, post whatever the fuck you want yeah yeah bro you could go and post some porn on youtube if you want yeah <laughs> yeah who knows how long it's gonna yeah. stay up there but you can you yeah. can you'll get banned as soon as they find that shit exactly. but like you, you can post literally anything on youtube i think like a little a little bit gruesome but i think uh you know that that luca magnata nutcase bro yeah, yeah, yeah. i think he first uploaded the video to youtube and it got taken down like hella quick, but the thing is, when something's on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah. Some someone's gonna Someone, see it. It's yeah. gonna screen record it. Somebody's yeah. gonna, you know what I'm saying? So like, you can uh, you can upload uh, anything to YouTube and shit. And like even, I remember this is YouTuber I watched as a kid named Ruka Ruka Ali. I don't know if you know. <laughs> you know. Ruka Ruka Ali. Yeah, Ruka Ruka Ali. Is that how you interest video? Yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> up, so, guys? Ruka Ruka Ali. He uh. He just used to do parodies of songs, but he would make them like hella racist, like hella <laughs> racist, bro. Like, yeah. like, like, all of them. but it was like, I thought it was the funniest shit. Bro, I feel like we still need that kind of content. Yeah, like, we do. We that, fucking do. That's the only kind of shit that balances it out. If, if there's too much of just like PC content. Bro, everything's pussified now exactly. on the internet, bro. It's ridiculous, man. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a liberal thinker. But like, yo, like, man, these, 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 like, Silicon Valley, like, tech companies, bro, they're just going so soft on everybody, it's fucked. Like, yo, it's like, 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 again, the whole thing about YouTube can just wake up one day, change the rules, and then a bunch of channels get screwed over, bro. Yeah. I know so many YouTube channels, bro, that I used to watch that basically just gave up or basically pussified their entire content because they weren't making any revenue because their title had ass in it or because they swore once. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, but and then you're you, saying like at that point, you're not really adapting, you're kind of changing your content to like comply with YouTube. Um, like as a, as like a content creator, do you consider that like you as a content creator adapting to like the market or do you think you're changing your content completely? Like you're not being true to yourself anymore. Like I feel like if, it depends, you know, because that's the thing. Well, it's not even a matter of being true to yourself anymore or not. It's just that when you're known again, when you're associated with a certain brand of comedy or a certain brand of content yeah. and then you have to either change that people are going to be like, Oh, you know, this ain't the same. Cause you, you built up a fan base that that enjoyed a very specific kind of content that you made and now you can no longer make that content. Mm -hmm. It's like iDubs, you know, yeah. it's like Max Mofo, it's like Filthy Frank, yeah. it's like How To Basic. Yo, these are all YouTube channels that I used to watch growing up and, and now they're just like, they're just dead because, yo, they can't post anything without it getting flagged or removed or, or, or demonetized because, you know, again, they swore once in it. But then you're gonna go on TV and you're gonna see like, the same companies that refuse to advertise on, 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 on 
non-PG content on YouTube are the same companies that are advertising on, on 17 plus TV shows on television. Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of like, where's the logic in that, True. you know? And that's why somebody needs to come out with a platform that they can upload that kind of stuff to it. But that's why you, we have Patreon and stuff now too. I, mean. like, I feel like, uh, like only like a platform like that would be something like that's membership based or like Netflix or like yeah. Spotify. Nelk, like, yeah. I, 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 yeah, it sucks. But like at the end of the day, like it makes sense to me to like pay for something like that. Yeah. You know, the, your experience as a consumer is going to be better. For sure, for sure. And there's like, like versus like Bell with TV packages and stuff. I'd rather just have like a bunch of little like what like ten dollars a month, and like it's gonna add up. Mm -hmm. But if you have like select like Netflix and like Spotify, like it ends up being the same thing as having like a TV package. That's it. That's it. And that's and, I, and like I'm thinking about that too now. I'm like I much rather as opposed to paying eighty bucks a month for a, for a thirty channel television package. I much rather take that eighty dollars and distribute it evenly monthly throughout the different content creators that I enjoy and pay them directly. Exactly. Yeah. And like. The, the value in that, what do you, where do you see the value in that, like education, like are you learning stuff from it or is it just like you respect the... the yeah, it could be a variety of things. I mean, I think I only support two channels on Patreon. Mm -hmm. One of them's a, an artist because like a lot of his, he'll release music and you're like, he'll only let his Patreon subscribers have it okay, and he makes great music. Yeah. Um, and then another one is a guy who actually grows weed. <laughs> so he does a lot of like really sick tutorials and he like, dude, the video editing is like crazy, man. Like it's actually dope stuff. But that's he, cool because it's like educational and like yeah. entertaining. But he, that's it. But he makes no money from YouTube. Yeah, I no money. A lot of people like there's a lot of one million plus subscriber channels that are not making a dime off YouTube. Zero, bro. And because like some channel like episodes that they want to monetize, they just can't. Because yeah. With the YouTube fucking algorithm. You know, like oh, I heard you say the A word. Sorry, we can't yeah. we can't monetize that. But like that's it. So now you have. Systems like Patreon and like even it's good. It's like creating new businesses, I guess. That's it. So that's it. Like YouTube can only do they can only do so much. People are gonna find other ways. You know what I'm saying? And even now, what what advertisers are doing now is they're contacting the content creators directly. Yeah. So companies like Dollar Shave Club, ExpressVPN. I'm sure you've seen ads for Bro, them. No, I that's, that, so like like I said, I don't well, I don't watch any ads at all, right? But you see, yeah. So, but like I know about Dollar Shave Club. I know about MeUndies. I don't yeah. know about fucking. <laughs> What is it? Um, the Cash App, bro. Like, yeah, honey. The honey just app. From podcasts, and it's yeah. just made in a way that it's just implemented into the speech. So, like, you just yeah. don't. Call your daddy is like a, they're fucking really good at doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally sounds like they're about to say the next thing, and then all of a sudden you're like in the yeah. ad, and they make it. They know like the right attention span level to just like have it long enough. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Like, it's probably cheap. I feel like it's. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it's almost cheaper to advertise that method as well, too. I was actually curious um, to see, like, how much it does cost, but, like, now I heard there's, like, certain marketing companies that have, like, a package deal, and they have, like, so there's, like, iHeartRadio, for example, and they have a bunch of podcasts underneath them. Right. And you could do, like, an iHeartRadio package, or, like, you could do, like, the comedy package with, like, all the big, like, comedians, like, Jorogi, and, well, Jorogan is his own machine, I guess. Yeah. But, like, there's a bunch of, like, comedian podcasts that like are all like in the same hub or like mm. um do you know about um uh what's like the bill burr thing not comedy central but is it laugh out loud don't fuck it was like i just had it but anyways he has like a there's like a, a instagram page and like a whole business 
called the, the com- it's like a comedy network kind of thing and it was all like not like a network it was like all like on YouTube and stuff so there's like different content from like different comedians and like I think you could have like a package where your company pays like a certain amount and they distribute it on all those platforms hmm yeah well I mean that's that's kind of like how how Instagram and, and, and Facebook advertising works too it's just like Facebook is really good at that of like the, yeah. how they have like the perfect amount of time that you're not going to skip it and they don't have a skip option they just force their advertisers to make an ad within that like what 10 seconds or like mm-hmm. nine, 8 seconds or but that's all algorithm. So yeah. They know how your attention span is and they're able to create marketing according to that. Yeah, but that, that again, that's that's how scary that, like it is, yo. Like yeah. Yo, it's actually it's literally gotten to the point, man, where I, I'll like I'll talk I, I don't even know if this is true or not or if this is a thing, but I'll dead ass be talking about something with some homies and then I get on my phone and I'm like seeing ads for oh, that same That's a real thing. So I know this dude named um Neldi and he's in Montreal, like he's I think like much is a small city, so I'm sure like people know him. And funny story is like I bought a, a used like bike off of him, like an old bike, like a retro bike that I just wanted to do like an art project and like we restore and shit. Okay. So he ends up being like he works for a, another tech company like in Montreal, and he literally works for that department of like they listen to your audio and then they recommend stuff according to. And then I'm like, and then I was trying to like, listen to your audio in what sense? Like if you're on a like what? Oh, it's what a the, real thing. You don't know. Like your mics are just on listening to your shit. Yeah. So like, bro, what the fuck? No, like, so you have like Alexa, for example. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alexa's yeah. When you say her name, she listens. But like technically, she's always listening, and there's always like some kind of like uh, grouping of this data that they're doing. They're like grouping all this data somehow, and they're using that as data that like it's all in the I'm pretty sure it's in like the agreement thing that you're gonna just accept through it. Yeah, of course it is, bro. But Those things purpose, are pages long. So I was trying to play devil's advocate, I'm like, oh no, like that's pretty cool. Like cause at the at the end of the day, like if you're a consumer looking for a product and something could automatically find like the best suited product for you, I guess it helps the consumer. Like as somebody looking for something to buy and you don't know where to find it and what to look for. And if an algorithm could like hand that to you at like the best price, at the best like situation for you, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. But he's like, even when I said that, it's just like, yeah, but like it's just not, it's not that big. Like he's like, the it's crazy the amount of leeway they have, and like you just, they basically just hear what you're talking about and they recommend that to you. That's fucked, bro. And it's a real thing, cause like you could, I was literally, I remember talking about snow, like I needed to get a snowboard like full like onesie, and I was like, fuck, like I don't know where to buy one, and I was just like talking to my friend about it. And then I'm on Instagram, bro. All my ads are this a company called Oneski, and they have like the sickest fucking onesies, so, like, six bills. Like it's fucking expensive. Okay. But like it was literally what I was. Looking That's for. insane, bro. And like I don't, I didn't Google like oh like onesie companies or anything. It yeah. Just came to me. Well, that's what Snowden was talking about in the documentary. It goes beyond. Uh, it goes beyond just them having access to your thing, you know. And people saying like, "Oh, if you have nothing to hide, then uh, what's the big deal?" But it's not even about that, bro. They're literally like, they're make, they're building your future for you. Now these algorithms are getting so complex and sophisticated that they literally, from if if what you're saying is true, I wouldn't doubt that they have algorithms so precise that they can just literally predict like okay based on what he's saying we can sell him this product and turn him into this kind of human being five years from now watch the documentary called uh cambridge analytica no bro you have to watch it so it's basically about how trump won the election yeah through russian bots bro yeah but the (laughs) the whole thing was this company called cambridge analytica was using these bots to create like a 
like uh, so they would look at the data and they would see like certain groups and you know how America is like pretty split and there's like different yeah so they would see like so like for example they would see like a group associating with like I'm being extreme right now but like with ISIS and then they would see a group associating with like um uh like I don't know like what Texans would be into I guess or like guns like, yeah exactly like, like, <laughs> they didn't have a gun right yeah. and then they would put out all these like content and like video like like uh, collaborations and shit yeah that motivate these two groups to have protests yeah and sometimes it's as crazy that like these protests are like literally right across the street from each other so it's like already creating like a yeah like a fight you know 100 like, know. I'm, I'm not accurately saying all of this but like you get what i mean like that's basically oh, what easy. happens and they're they were able to manipulate enough groups to think that trump was actually doing good than bad yeah that it ended up making him win the election it's like the whole QAnon conspiracy, bro. Yeah. So they were able to literally uh, create like a behavior. fake people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, bro. Yeah. A fake audience, a fake page, a fake demographic, bro. It's ridiculous. It's but fucked. It was, it's real. At the end of it, is real people watching this thing. Yeah, you're real people watching. Opinion. You're forming opinions for people. Yeah, that's it, yeah. bro. And it's like, like if I see you post like an idea of like, oh, this like Trump is racist. I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna come to it with like my op- more open mindset because I'm like, oh, my good friend is like posting this and like I know my friend so I trust my friend yeah it's like word of mouth of course bro even like some of these pages bro that I follow I see like now this you know what I'm saying like just like super liberal like 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 anti-trumpism agenda constantly but the thing is that that that's different but like what you're saying bro yo I remember I read this thing my numbers may be fudged a little bit but yo between the 2016 the 2020 election Facebook and Twitter deleted five billion plus fake accounts bro that were yeah. all from russia how fucked is that they're literally i, yeah, they're, like, I remember uh, like certain creators were saying how like when they do that wipe like their following count could like go down by like a million yeah and it's insane yeah yeah absolutely and 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 it's like 60 percent of trump's followers are fake yeah of course and 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 what's even crazier is to me is that i'm like Every once in a while, I'll see an anti-vax, anti-mask Karen on Facebook that needs to get her ass flamed. So I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Just for the fuck of it. You know, I'll be there. I'll be baked. I'm just like, what's, what's Karen on about, bro? Let me. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll get replies to my comments from these accounts. Like, yeah, yeah, but Trump is going to save us from the, the, the. And I'm looking at the accounts and I'm like, yo, what is this guy saying? I check the accounts, bro. And it's just it's numbers, numbers and letters, bro. Numbers yeah. and letters. I'm like, what? On Twitter. This, this was on Twitter. And then the account's gone three, three days later. And then do you, even, do you report it? Or like no, not even. Not even. And, and, and even crazy, I remember reading a news article. Yeah. Nothing to do with politics. And then starts talking, same thing. It's like, oh, wait till like the, 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 the radical left, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then I'm just like, bro, I'm like, this comment, like this has absolutely nothing to do with it's politics. Not this article is not even about Trump or Biden. Why are you here? And it made me realize, I'm like, this is like, this is what they're doing, bro. They're scouring the internet, spreading propaganda, and they're even targeting the 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 democratic, uh, um, you know, the democratic voters by 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 creating these like. There's this thing I was re- watching. I was talking about how they're making like Black Lives Matter accounts and stuff, and they're swaying the followers into not voting at all. They're like, oh, I'm gonna stand by my yeah, right and like not vote. I, I heard the whole Black Lives Matter thing. Like a big part of it is like a whole like marketing. There's like a whole marketing side to it. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? All these companies out here, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm fully for it, and I and I definitely do think there's a lot of racial discrimination. I mean, in fact, well, I've I, been. I personally think the more you talk about racial discrimination and talk about the problem, you're putting out like the fact that this problem exists, and like I feel like that ends up causing the problem more than because like the less you talk about it, I feel like I I, don't, I could be completely wrong, but in my head, I was like. The more I hear about something, the more I'm gonna be like, oh, it's like going into my subconscious, and like I'm like, oh yeah, like cops, mm. all cops are shit. You know what I mean? And then the next time I see a cop, I'm gonna like give him attitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I feel like if it was a world where like where like oh all cops are good, or for example like New York City cops are like well respected or whatever, and like yeah, there's at the end of the day they're the same thing. But like there's certain people, like amount of people that are like they don't even have like realize like kid, you can see that very obviously with like kids for example yeah like in today's day and age where like racism racism is not even a thing that exists in their head yeah but like when people start talking about it they're like oh wait this is like a thing and they start like creating all these new like categories of like thought processes yeah of, like racism in their the, head. the thing is though if the problem didn't exist then there would be nothing to talk about that's, that's my whole that's mentality the, that's the cycle like the circle of it right that's it and and the thing is you can't like you can't deny that racism exists, yo. It's it, it it's everywhere. Bro, it's in the yeah. music industry. It's in the film industry. It's it's in it's businesses. In, in it's Montreal as well, bro. It's it's everywhere, yo. And I, the thing you is, you know how many times I've been pulled over for no fucking reason? Bro, same, same. You know I, what I'm saying? I've been pulled over like I got pulled over driving my SUV once, like my mom's SUV, and the cop comes up to me and he's like. Oh, uh, it's not your car. You know, uh, like he, yeah, they have to have a reason to pull you over. Right? Yeah, yeah, no. And I'm like, why are you like pulling? I'm like, do you, he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, I'm like, no. Like, and he's like, he's like, they will cash. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you were in the intersection when the light was yellow. And I was like, yeah. And there's like traffic, so I was like, waiting for the cars to move so I could like get out of the intersection. There's cars in front of me. And he's like, well, I just need to see your license registration. He's like, oh, is this your vehicle? And I'm like, yeah. Why is it? This is not a stolen vehicle. And I'm like, yeah. What? Bro, like, literally the same thing happened I'm to like, me. Bro, what are you talking about? And then he's like, oh, like the person registered under this vehicle is like uh, 50 years old. Uh, you don't look like a 50 year old woman. Yeah, I'm same like, thing, bro. It could be my fucking mom. Obviously, it's my mom. Yeah. And he's like, I just need to register. So I go to reach for my license and registration. Fucking steps back, grabs his gun. The fuck? It was like, I've never seen a cop in Montreal get to this level of like. Bro, they're all like that, man. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. They all have that power trip. I was bullied in high but school and need that revenge mentality, bro. For me, I don't care if it's a power trip. The sad part of it was the fact that... This guy's he, getting paid to do this shit. But he actually thought... I don't know if he actually thought I was going to pull out a fucking gun, bro. Like, yeah. Like, what are they teaching in cop, like in police tech? Bro, I have friends that were in police tech and they've deadass told me that their teachers are blatantly racist. Bro. Like dead ass, bro. He's like, yo, like every teacher in my program yeah. is racist. That's police tech, John Abbott. Yeah, John Abbott. You, you guys need to get on that, by the way. Anyway. Yeah, Abbott, police tech, and also like I feel like just the um, the level of like education in police tech is not like enough. No, it's not, and especially in the states, bro. Yeah. It's it's so easy to become a police officer in the oh, states. Yeah. It's ridiculous. In the, in the state, that's what I mean. Like I, in my head, I was like, okay, like I feel like we're better, but at the end of the day, we still have the underlying problems. Yeah, like I give him. I finally give everything, and then as soon as everything is all good, all of a sudden he switches attitude and he's like trying to be bros with me. He's like, oh, he like literally refers to me as bro and he's like, alright, bro, like, have a good one. Like, right, bro. Yeah, bro, fucking pig. Yo, literally the same shit happened to me. I was I was driving home. I was driving my mom's whip. You know what I'm saying? And uh, this fucking cop car's following me. It's like two in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I was just driving some friends home, and uh, she following me, following my ass and shit. 
And I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, watch, she's gonna pull me over. You just follow me, follow me every turn I'm making. I'm like, so I'm slowing down, I'm going driving, like 20. Are you driving more sketch now? No, so now I'm, yeah, I'm driving more sketch, doing full stops and stuff. And I'm like, hey, oh, fuck this guy. So now I'm going like 20, bro. Literally driving 20. Yeah. Just cause I like, and then, so he pulls me over. Oh, any reason why you're driving so slow? I'm like, cause I knew you were gonna pull me over. You've been following me for the last five minutes. Yeah. So, and they were just like, oh, okay, uh, ask a question. Where like, who's, who's whose car is this? Where you, and then I'm just like, uh, they're like, whose car is this? This is not your car. This is not, it's registered, it's registered to a woman's name. Like, yeah. are you, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's my mother. Like, I'm driving her car. Like, oh, are you permission? I'm like, yeah, I was given permission to drive it. From your like, mother. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, well, we're gonna need our license, license registration. And I was like, okay, I gave them the license registration. I came back and I was like, hey, um, by the way, I was meaning that. They're like, okay, everything's good, uh, just be safe. And then I was like, by the way, quick question, was there any reason as to why you guys pulled me over? Um, and they're like, well, no, it was just a, an inspection. I'm like, okay, well, if you're a police officer, you should be familiar with the law and you should know that it's not permitted to pull people over unless you have a valid reason. But I forgot, I'm like, you, you, you saw a black kid with dreads driving a nice car, so that obviously gives you a reason to pull me over, right? Yeah, it's good, you actually voice your opinion. Yeah, and I knew, because I had my three white friends in the fucking car with me, so I knew he wasn't gonna do shit. Yeah. And she was just there like, Oh man, no, stupid. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take my license and I'm gonna go, you have a great day. And I just drove off, bro. And I was like, you fucking, you know what I'm saying, bro? And I caught her so off guard, she didn't even know what to say. She didn't even know what to say, bro. Yeah, or sometimes they just deny it completely. I'm like, no, nah, we're just doing our job, like, fuck off. <laughs> I've been pulled over, like, in Sunnybrook, where, like, the first thing he said was, like, oh, we just have, like, there's no reason. He's just like, oh, we're just doing random checks around here because uh, we're allowed to. And I was like, Bro, like when those situations, I just don't question it. I just like literally give them what they want to hear. Yeah. To a certain point where sometimes that actually pisses them off because they're just like trying to get something out of yeah, it. Yeah, of course, bro. Of like, course. It's just fucking stupid. Like, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Well, like, on a brighter note. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I appreciate you coming because like, you're my first guest. Yeah, no stress, bro. Fucking appreciate it, bro. And um, do you have any other uh, like, like goals? Or short-term goals that you want to achieve? Bro, I just want to, I just want to, I want to, short-term, by Christmas, we're hella close to Christmas. I don't know when this is coming out, but we're about less than nine days from Christmas. I want to hit 100 followers on Twitch. That'd be lit. And also, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to continue doing what I love and, and hopefully make steady income from it at some point. You know what I'm saying? Mm.